Hey everybody, welcome to the Dental Diaries podcast. I am here today with Danielle McKinley. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited. So she's known as the HIPAA chick and uh, we'll get into, you know, what, how you got named that because I saw that on Instagram, Um, but she is so much fun and we align on so many levels, just even in our short conversation, again, someone else met through Instagram, doing all kinds of amazing things. Um, But we're here live in person and started this like long conversation prior. I was like, I just have to hit record. Let's get on and talk about it. And so I, like many of you listeners, don't know the full story. Um, And so I want to kind of go back. And then, like I said, we'll get, we'll fast forward to kind of where you are now and all about you and who you are, which is amazing. But um, if you can, we started this conversation about the LVI story and I was like, I went to LVI and then she started getting into it. And I said, just stop here. Let me, let me press record so we can, we can jump in. So take us all back on the, the journey to where this, this started. Yeah, sure. So we, um, you know, I did not, I didn't intentionally get into dental. It was one of those things where that's where I was led to help and it happened through LVI. So my background was in payment processing and we had a relationship with Bill Dickerson and that wonderful crew. And one of our founders actually lost their data. And this is before cloud backup and before disaster plans were in place. And it just hit a light bulb. Like, okay, what would these dentists do if they lost their data? And Originally, we started asking like those questions. We didn't even go as deep into HIPAA as we were, as we are today. And I started lecturing at all of the the core classes. And that's how we were starting to connect with doctors and realize that, okay, just like no one was taught how to file their taxes in school, these doctors weren't taught how to be compliant. And that's when we knew that we were onto something. And then we started talking with office managers to really innovate to support them because they usually are the ones that end up managing compliance. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, created a solution that would make it easy. And that's kind of like how it happened. That was what took us off on this, this major journey. And I will forever be grateful to, to Bill and and LVI because they were the, the outlet that let us help people. Right. So your background prior to LVI then was credit card processing credit card so yeah and we figured out how to take that knowledge to then help practices eliminate like being overcharged in that area to offset costs and we call it like turning compliance into savings so that's been a really useful learning that piece of my career to apply it here in a way that can help that's so interesting so tell everyone in case there's any like dental students or pre-dents out there what HIPAA is why we need it <laughs> yeah so with how you because like sure you said, it's so, not the sexiest uh thing to talk about per se but you make it that way but well thank you yeah it, that HIPAA is usually the snore right you hit the snore button and <laughs> it, it's really you know what how I like to explain it is it's, it's not meant to be a nuisance or this bore or something that's overcomplicated. like we're all in this business to help people you're there to help your patients and that's what it's about it's protecting your patient information everybody's like oh in dental who cares about a cavity or the last time a teeth was clean but really what criminals are after is the identity information Mm-hmm. of the patient. So like their address or their date of birth or their social security number. So HIPAA is all about protecting patient data as a whole, not mm-hmm. just the health information, but also that identity profile. 
Yeah, that just got me thinking the two things you said, which were you were in the credit card world. And then that is people that are accepting credit cards now for to reserve appointments like salons and yeah. stuff are um, having, I have seen, I have been in practices where they are putting the credit card in the memo section in the chart versus uh-huh. having, as we did a private portal, I think through our credit card company that we yeah. saved it. And that way you just see the last four digits, but I don't think that's something that again, smaller practices necessarily think of, mm-hmm. um, and should, because it just takes one, one bad thing, right? Like one instance of something happening and then it's all over. Yeah. And with the credit cards, something that a lot of like the doctors I speak to don't realize about like specifically what you're saying is that if there was an exposure um, of that credit card number, it's also a HIPAA violation. So as a healthcare practice, there's a double liability around credit card payments, whereas like Target or our favorite clothing boutique, they're only subject to the payment card industry, which is what PCI stands for. So definitely if that's something you're doing, if you're listening to this and that's something you're doing in your practice, that's one thing you should correct today to better protect your patient data and make yourself more compliant. Yes, absolutely. And again, in private, in practices, um, I don't know, it was so frustrating, this this whole world and department uh, compliance wise, because I I read something in your Instagram as well about the... um, I forget what the question, you do the coolest videos. You guys have to check out her Instagram. She does all these like cool little videos on Q and A's and like helping all of us understand the things. But in one of them, you said something about IT doing everything. Um, Was it misconceptions or like something about IT because, and then making sure your IT company though is compliant because we were in Chicago and like landlocked, we had no options. There was only one company we had to pay an arm and a leg to a month because they were, I guess, who even knows, right? <laughs> like they tell you they're compliant. So you believe them. And I'm like, okay. And they're charging X. So they must be, I don't know. We don't really know these things, right? To your point, yeah. not something we ever learn. And, um, and so I, like I said, had ha- like hired them to do the things because they also had the iCloud storage um, versus way back when we used to do everything in double backups, like backup at the end of the day and then backup, you know, whatever, in case something we lost our data, which is yeah. the biggest night. Like I can't even imagine you hear it. Nightmare. Um, oh my God. I couldn't imagine that if you did not have a backup. So for me, it was worth everything. Um, were they everything they said? I don't know, but <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so how, I mean, cause you're taking their word for it, right? So one way that you can protect yourself with, with that is to ask them, you know, do they specifically work in healthcare? That's a good indicator. If, if they only have a handful of healthcare clients, they're probably not experts in the applications like your practice management software, the different things around like the technical safeguards for HIPAA, but you should be providing them a business associate agreement. And what that does is it protects you if they do something to cause a complaint that leads to an investigation, or if they you know, do something that causes a data breach, basically what a business associate agreement communicates in a ton of legal terms is here's the layman's terms version. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're working with my practice. If something happens, you're responsible for protecting information just like me, and you would, you would suffer the consequences if you were the cause. That's the layman's terms, what it's doing. So it's a huge protection mechanism for the practice with third-party vendors that do have access to data. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, 
that's like I said, I don't know. It's something I definitely, I never overlooked. I definitely did the things I, I did. Yeah. Post do, but I just, you know, not, not that knowledgeable. About. Another thing that they could do that, that can help. So we are partnered with a great or, national organization called the dental integrators association. And they are a group of dental specific it firms all over the country. So you can go to their website and then there's a, a map and you can click on your state and see which ones are endorsed by them. And part of coming into that organization, they do go through some screening to make sure that they are you know, HIPAA compliant and, and that sort of thing. So that's another, if you're looking for an IT firm, I highly recommend working with anyone in that organization. Huh, are you? Or you, do you do it? Okay, so wait. <laughs> is your company, is your company everywhere? So back then you with Bill and I was just saying, so I went through LVI like back in the day, I probably heard you speak because it was, I'm well, maybe not. And probably you're alive. I did. So, I mean, it, it depends. So I presented mostly to the core two and the core fives. Yeah. I went through all the corps, but so do you, so I was there a lot in like 2011, 2012. So I was right. I was there right. 2013, maybe still. I remember being in the ER out in Elvia out in Las Vegas, which was a memory at the same time. I bet. Oh my gosh. Being, uh, being out there, it was like packed and uh, <laughs> I was pregnant at the time. And so it was just, yeah, a crazy, crazy time. Um, but yeah, the, it was pr probably 2007, six, seven, eight. Okay. Right yeah. Now. Cause we, we didn't launch, we didn't get started. Like we launched the business and we really more were testing to see if there was a need rather like for our services, we started really kind of putting feelers out there in like 2010, but we didn't become like a real, I would say like thriving company until like 2013, 2014. Got it. So when you were out there, you, that's when you started the company with your, um, you said you had a couple other people too, right? Like three. Yeah, there, there's, there's four. So on all four of us, like come from the, the payments background and all of that. So it's pretty interesting. We all come from that space. How did you find whose idea, genius idea was it to start? And then Not like mine. I certainly can't take credit for that. It was um, our partner that had the data backup um, failure. So that that's really how it got started is we, we go, okay, goodness, like what would a doctor do? Like what would a practice do if they lost all their patient information? And then we, we went on a journey of exploring, you know, what other parts of the business can we help with? And we discovered that a risk assessment is mandatory every single year. And that's when we were like, okay, the purpose of a risk assessment is to educate doctors Health and Human Services is doing nothing to help you like get a risk assessment or point you in the direction. And that's when we really went, all right, that's the path because we can help them understand what their needs are. And at a minimum, they walk away from like a connection with us, feeling helped, feeling like they have more direction than they've ever gotten from, you know, a CE course or something like that. And then, you know, we present solutions and practices decide if they want to go that route. That's so interesting. I don't know. I mean, well, and it's just something I would have never even known, like that existed, you know, or that someone cool was that I could connect with somebody. I don't think we connect the dots on that. You yeah. Know? I, I love to compare it to taxes because none of us were taught how to file our taxes and it's kind of the, so office safe is the technology that we use to automate compliance. And it's the equivalent of like what TurboTax is. So 
you know, you have an accountant or you're using something like TurboTax to do your taxes. And that's an easy way for people to kind of get the concept is something to automate compliance yeah. and take that off your desk so you can focus on patients and enjoying your personal life. Right. That's so interesting. So did you guys take during uh, the quarantine, um, you were still doing your thing, right? Basically. Yeah. We were busier than ever. So if you, if you even start looking at like data breaches and stuff, so from 2019 to 2020, they jumped 300%. So cyber criminals were totally capitalizing on the pandemic and the fact that people were shifting and they're kind of in this vulnerable state because they're trying to figure out how to run their business remotely. Mm-hmm. We're using the internet more than ever. And we were, we were completely slammed because of all of the cyber activity. So very, very lucky and fortunate to have been at that end of the spectrum, if you will. Right. Have you always, do you have a, um, do you, have you worked from home or do you have a base? Like a- yeah, we have a couple of offices. So most of our team is in Las Vegas and um, I work in our Huntington Beach office. We have a, uh, an office in Santa Monica. We've got one in Boulder, Colorado, and then another one in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. Oh, wow. You're big. Like that's a big company then. Yeah. I mean, we still, we still feel like we're small because um, oh we're God. so close knit, but we, we are definitely bigger than we were had you met me, you know, at the beginning in, at LVI for sure. Right. I know so many years ago. And so, um, and you're a mom, right? I am a mom. Yep. I have a two and a half year old that is obsessed with Buzz Lightyear right now. Oh yeah. It's super fun. That is fun. Two is such a fun, a fun age. Um, but so, yeah, so you're growing like wildfire. That's amazing. And so how did you step into, well, I mean, deciding the way I look at it because of your Instagram page, of course, is like you are, and I love that you get this, kind of creating your, your own brand, if you will, around what you are doing, which is so smart. Um, Thank you. And, and it looks a lot more, and that's why I was just shocked that you have that many places, because to me, like I said, well, and your personality, just everything about you and how you shine through Instagram makes it feel very, um, I don't know, culture oriented and more one-on-one ask, which is what you're getting. Like I said, you are getting you, you are, but, but you get all of that other stuff that comes with you. Yeah. I mean, my favorite part, like I just love, I love making connections. I love people. I love learning new things. I love being inspired by others and I love helping the doctor. So, you know, we talked about this a little bit, I think before we started the session about how we, we like to focus on our strengths and like, those are very much my strengths. And so I, i I made a point to be like, that's where I want to focus in our business is helping the doctors, connecting with different partners and providing information that's helpful. Yeah. Front facing, you'd be mm-hmm. front facing one, which makes total sense. I mean, all of the education, like I said, that you are providing um, and the values and, but I love that you also tie in. Um, and that's why I'd asked as well. I mean, you've kept it all business. So that's why I didn't see your little one like anywhere on your yeah. Um, but you do speak about like the values you live by and, um, you know, gratitude is the best attitude, which is why like I said, we've connected as well. Just basically, we also just learned everybody and y'all know, cause we've been listening to this podcast for a long time that I am a big believer in like manifesting that shit, <laughs> you know what I mean? Life and bringing things to you and abundance and everything like that. And you, um, have the same. So I had said to her, she had, she had said, or are you 
an empath and you know, so we started having that conversation. I was like, oh my gosh, and da, 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 about my my ring. And so she put her ring up too. We both have a similar kind of story with um with our wedding rings. And so yeah, how did you get into let's talk a little bit about that? Have you always been that way? Um spiritually kind of like yeah. Yeah. You know, I kind of, I, oh, I always have been that way. Um, and those that know me well, like even so like, I do have a personal page and my handle is a positive life. Oh, so like that just kind of goes to show you like that. Yes. I've been that way for a long time. In fact, when I first got out of college, I started a Facebook group before Facebook book groups were a thing called positive energy movement. And just, you know, like positive motivational quotes or things that are inspirational and the, the power of kindness and things like that have always been really, really special and close to me. I love it. I love all of that. I'll have to definitely go check that out. The <laughs> is it private or is it public? Um, my personal pages, but I'm not like, not for any specific reason, more because I want to filter it for, I want to like know people because I put my child on there and stuff like that. But we, you are friends. We approve. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Speaking of, that's interesting because you, what you just said about your child. And I get this question a lot for Instagram um, as well and dentists um, that are not as transparent as me. I mean, obviously I'm, I'm extremely transparent um, about putting their children, like I'm just not comfortable putting my life or my kids out there. How do you feel about that being in like this, like kind of cyber techie? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would say like, I'm a happy medium. So mm. I'm not like, I'm not full on, like here's everything. I'm not trying to be a Kardashian, right? <laughs> but I'm also not trying to be like, I'm not trying to hide anything. There's just some parts, I guess, that sometimes the way where I find conflict with it, I suppose, is I'm like, how's he going to feel when he sees this, like when he's 15 or, you know, like, is he going to look back and be like, mom, why'd you post that? That's like sometimes what runs through my head, but I definitely share. I mean, that that's a part of life that I'm super excited and, and proud of. So I, I do think that, um, I probably have a different take on it just because I have a cybersecurity background, right. but, yeah. but I share, you know, I, I definitely share it. And on my business page, like I I'll share stuff in my stories, yeah. but probably just not it, where it's, it lives there. Of you know course. what I mean? Of course. No, I find but no, I, like no judgment to people that do. It's just, I think it's just a preference thing. Well, for me, honestly, like when people are like, you need to watch, um, what was that documentary social, social dilemma or something the documentary, yeah. and you know, whatever to freak everyone out. I watched it and I was like, oh yeah, da, 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 da. give me a break. I mean, it's all happening anyway. Like you can't prevent it or stop it. Totally. I'm just going to ride the wave and, and be with it. There's so there's good. And there's just like anything else. There's pros and cons. I watched social dilemma too. I'll tell you a pro that I took out of it was the notifications. Like you're getting blown up by notifications all day long. So I'm a big believer in, if you don't have time to respond to it, you shouldn't be reading it because you may like go, Oh shoot, I need to do that now. And then you may not respond the way that you want to. Right. So I did turn off my notifications. Yeah. And it has been, it's, it's, it's like happiness. Yeah. Try it. Try it. It's a little, it's a little wonky at first because you, you feel like, oh, am I going to miss something? But I promise you won't. You just kind of plan buckets of time to look at stuff. I have trained a lot of people now to know typically that I would get back right away because I live right in like on my phone and doing all the things. 
billion percent I've wanted to do that many times and I do need to do it because we understand with time management I mean you'll get so much more accomplished staying like in your lane head down to do the work and then having those chunks of time to get back to so I had that fear like you because that that's how I am that's how I've always run my business like my clients have worked with me for 10 years and what they value the most is that they know they'll always respond to them but what I've learned is there isn't a difference like I because I've even asked like, Hey, how do you feel about like, like a 10 minute response versus a three hour response? Mm. And they're like, same day, no problem. So uh-huh. that's, I try and tell myself like, okay, you can do this all in the same day without feeling like you're being pulled in a million different directions. If you like map it out. Yeah. Cause I was, I was just like, you know, I was like, well, this, this could affect like what I'm known for with right. my clients. Exactly. What if they you know now, like that question answered or whatever, you know? And sometimes mm-hmm. for me, I mean, maybe I have to leave Voxer on because sometimes they have like an in the mouth question, like there's a patient in the chair or something. Which yeah. Have and that's be- different. Yeah. And that would be different, but, um, that's really, yeah, I just, I need to do it. I keep wanting to do it, but I have anxiety about it. I'm like, I don't know. Totally. I don't know. I understand. Even like, I literally was like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to make this a fun experiment, a social experiment. And I'm going to try it. And I went back and forth a few times and then I found a groove with it that worked, but I I don't know if I'll ever go back. Yeah. It's so interesting with the kids when you said like with your little one, because for me, uh, my kids are old enough now where they're like, mom, actually Blake played me the the other day. He's like, mom, you know, people can find me. They can (laughs) can stalk me, you know, chase me down. And I was like, Blake, get over it. Give me a break. You know, yeah. and Paige, sometimes they'll be like, don't put me on your Instagram. But meanwhile, they're on TikTok doing their thing. They just don't think it's cool, right, to be on mine. Yeah. But here's the deal for me personally, the way that I used to, we used to take photos and film back when and rip back the sticky paper to put the photos in and, you know, all those things for me, it's my photo album. And for my kids, it's their photo album so that when they go back, I make chat books from my So Instagram. true. So yeah. like they have, it's, it's the legacy I'm leaving behind and they will want to see pictures of themselves when they were absolutely younger. And what's happening today, because we don't have cameras anymore, even though cameras are on our phone, people are so big, busy and disrupted all the time. Like they forget to take photos of moments. Totally. No, I, I completely agree with that. And that, I think that's where I teeter to the, why I say I'm in the middle. Cause I'm like, I want Sometimes I don't have time. Like I say to myself, yeah, I'm going to do the quarter and I'm going to go through my phone and pick out the pictures and make an album. And I don't, I don't get to it all the time. Right. No, my Instagram grid. Well, my personal one is my photo album, like that I bring, like try to bring the family in every so often. And then of course I take, I do on my camera roll that I don't put on Instagram. I just, I am a, yeah. Definitely. I mean, we all know this, a photo whore. Like I love taking photos. Obviously that's what I do. I, know, I was going to say like, do you do photography? Cause your photos are so good. Uh-huh. Do you do like, is, is that like a side hustle or something you've ever been like, I should like maybe do some photography. We do. We do do. Um, that's actually how it started as well. Like way back when, I mean, that's how I branded my, you know, sugar fix, my practice and the photos and everything else is yeah. Dennis, we're like, how do you do what you do? And then I would look at their website and just see stock images. I'm like, oh my God, you need photos. Like we need to do a photo shoot. And that's how I stepped into it and started like styling and doing photos. And I was actually just showing um, someone here this morning, uh, my, oh my gosh, the amount of cameras I have. I went crazy on like getting DSLRs. So yeah. I have thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands. Every camera I have is crazy, um, including a Leica that I've never used that was thousands. But I've always had good intention of really leaning in. What has happened 
is that I end up outsourcing, outsourcing, we were talking about this before we got on, um, and bringing a photographer on because I am better um, suited to be styling the photo shoot and making director go very, very quickly to make the most out of it. Yeah. Um, just visual. So I can see different things. Like I said, we'll leave a photo shoot in a day and a half with the dental practice and have 3,400 photos. It's oh my gosh. That's amazing. In a Dropbox. Right. So then they've got their social media, like for the, for the rest of the year, for two years. Do, yeah. You know, some behind the scenes stuff and they're good, but at least, like I said, they can take those shots then and put them on, on their website so that their, their brands align. And that's the first place like you know patients are the potential patients are landing and a stock image what does that say about you like nothing so I love it's like what's the value of your face I'm all about the photography and photos and I do obviously like yes love them love to take yeah well good I'm glad it's clear it's obvious because they're really good thank you but I still feel like there's so much value I mean I have so the reason why I left that to come into here too is there to teach it's so fascinating to me though because we're all artists and dentists in particular, you know, uber perfectionists, like are, we're in cosmetic, like making sure that line angle is like perfect and the shade matches with that composite and, you know, whitening and yeah. all the things. And they're like, I don't know what to post. I can't see. I don't know what to take a picture of. It's all around you. <laughs> that's so true. That's, that is like, that's pretty fascinating when you think about it. Yes. It's, it's fear. It's fear. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the imposter syndrome and getting past that. And so that's where, I, you know, I'm just trying to get them to break through. Um, because once, once you lean in and you just start to do, it's just kind of like you, you probably maybe ran into the same thing with video. I mean, I know you're personal and all like some people are like, I can't do a live and I can't do, you know, oh, yeah. camera, especially. And then once you start doing it a few times, you're like, Oh, I've got this. Yep. My thing was like my voice. Like I, I never wanted to like replay it to hear it. Like I would have other people. I'm like, check it. Is it good? Let's put it out. Like, I just didn't want to listen to my voice and it's, it's getting easier, but I think everyone feels that in some way where, you know, it's, I, um, there's a book you, you've probably read it. It's by Mel Robbins. It's called the five second rule. Yes. So I, that, that's a really good one for like managing like public speaking fears, which is kind of an element of like video shooting and stuff because you know, audiences are going to see it. Well, it's funny. I am such um, an expert and can talk to anyone and and all of the things, right? For the most part, but I just get asked to speak. And I have a couple of speaking engagements coming up, but smaller groups. And I actually, you're a speaker, so we should talk about this because I saw it. I, a professional speaker, and I was like, oh my gosh, I should talk to her because <laughs> I, um, you know, I am speaking in October for a really, really big conference, and it's like my yeah. they were asking which you know. Yeah. AV equipment I needed and all the stuff. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you know, I can already feel my heart in my chest, which, yeah. is, which is crazy because I love people. I love what I do. I'm passionate about it and speaking, but like, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's, I don't, I don't know. I'm ready. See, I'm freaking out. I'm thinking about it. No, channel that, like channel that. So like the five second rule teaches you that too, how you can repurpose that energy, like that anxious, like fear energy into the, like, I can, I get to like those words of affirmation are really helpful. And some of the best advice I ever got about public speaking is from one of my mentors that the most important part is your opening and your end, because the middle is where your expertise lies. And even with the nerves, you can totally pull from that and get through it. And no one will be able to tell that you're nervous. So if you memorize your opening and your closing, 
and like just focus on those areas, like have your framework, right, for the message you want to deliver in the middle. But that I always think of that mentor when I'm preparing for like a speech or putting together a PowerPoint, even like nobody, nobody, people start to kind of tune out in the middle, but that you grab their attention in the beginning and then you bring them back at the end. I know it's got to be some kind of like catchy, like story, like some kind of story. stories. I mean, nobody wants like for me, right. For compliance, nobody wants to listen to a webinar or me put on a presentation where I'm like, this is the law and that's the law. Sure. And here's the other law. Like, yeah. When you tell a story, then they're like, wait, what? And the other stuff falls into place. Right, right, right. No, I get it. And it's funny too, like in the past when I, um, <laughs> you know, you're familiar with Anissa Holmes. Yeah. Yeah. So she threw me up on stage once. I think she knew I had the fear. And at one of her DWOW summits in Jamaica, she was like signaling me. We had done some branded photo shoots for her, for her marketing. Sure. And um I don't know. She wanted to pull me up on stage before I knew it. She was like, come here. Like she had to talk to me. And then I, I had people all around me, like miking me. I'm like, what's going on? And she's like, oh, you're getting up on stage in, in three. And I was like, what? What? No, you know, kind of thing. But it happened so fast that I was already up there. And then I broke through the nerves. Yeah. I have time to have them. And totally. even I don't remember necessarily even what I said, my team was there and everybody was there and they're like, you were awesome. <laughs> So not, just like be yourself. Like, that's like the, the thing is like, be yourself, you know, you know what you're talking about and just be vulnerable too. like, there is so much power, like Ber Brene Brown, everybody knows her now. Like there's so much power in vulnerability. And even just saying like, man, I was really, really nervous to come up here and you guys are making me feel really welcome. Like, let's get into this. Even those little things like trigger oh. the, the neuro connection to calm your brain down and right. lower the heart rate. <laughs> You know, I've got to definitely, like I said, I don't know. I think I like, I still get nervous. I get nervous still. I, I think that's just, I've just accepted that that's part of the, the process. I love it. Yeah. I'm going to definitely, I have one, it's, isn't it fascinating though? I have one coming up in July and it's for women and I'm not, and I'm like, Hey, this is cool. It's like women lab owners and yeah. in dentistry and it's so fun. And like she put me in charge of doing a, um, a workout the next day with my smiles and sit-ups. She's like, so, you know, on the website, I love I that. every morning, like virtual workouts, smiles and sit-ups. I'm like, all right, that's cool. But I already feel connected to them, you yeah. know? And, and so I can go into that with ease because it's like fun and whatever. But, um, the other one is like, you know, a big sleep apnea summit and all that. And like, don't sleep on Instagram is my you know, title, but there'll be a lot love. of, you know, um, a lot of doctors in there that probably don't know about social or, you know, have, have misconceptions around it um, and, and what it can do for your practice, which makes it more fun for me, but we'll see. Um, after I get through this next one, I'll start, I'm going to start for sure working on that, that other one. But it was interesting yeah. that voice too, because like when I do these podcasts, I don't even uh, like notifications. I mean, I shut it down. Like I don't, we do it. It's raw. It's organic. I don't even know how it unfolds, what it sounds like, because I don't have time to listen to them. I don't listen to the ones past, even the ones I've done my sure. check-ins. I'm like, check-in, I don't listen to it. I really don't. I just keep going yeah. forward. Um, so that's interesting. Um, well, it's working. People are liking what you're putting out, right? Yeah. So you're doing something right. Well, you know me and I'm sure you're the same way. I'm like, I'm in my lane and you know, you don't have yeah. to either, you know, like attracts like you find your tribe and it's not, you know, you're not going to be for everyone. And I am so cool with that. Yeah. Um, 
Definitely. Like the one thing, right? What's the one thing? And then you lead every, you know, you focus on that thing and you get really good at it. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, and then just also, and I know you're a believer in this too. It's like just following, I mean, right. What you're good at, just listening to what your gut says, like your intuition, because when people say, as far as, you know, dentistry, for, for example, I still love dentistry. I, I was, a successful practicing cosmetic dentist and loved it. Um, but my heart was calling saying, you know what, you need to show up like in the space. Like it was bigger than me. It became sure. bigger than me because, yeah. you know, yes. Like, why would I leave? You know, they're like, but you went to school for so long and you did this on the other. And I'm like, because life is a bunch of chapters, you know, and you need to keep living them and expanding your knowledge and, and fighting through fear and, you know, showing yeah. up for yourself. Lean into the fear, the things that make you, I I am a huge believer in seeking uncomfortable. Yes. Where can I get uncomfortable? Because that's where big growth happens. Totally. And for me, like social media, like what you experience, even with your, your dentist, part of it was like, do I have the time? Am I going to be able to put stuff out that I'm proud about? Are people going to, is it going to resonate? Are they going to find value in it? And you just got to go, you know what? I my, my intention is pure and I'm just going to do it and see what happens. Totally be messy. I know all mm-hmm. the time people are more interested in that than, than like people don't want to hear dentistry. People don't love dentistry anyway. Like you think they want to be hearing about like, you know, oh, sometimes in the captions, they'll be like, and call me seven, seven, three. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like what's happening. You know, the celebrations, all of those other things that you want. Yeah. You know, and the t- like TikToks are huge. I feel like for dent, like people want to go see someone that's fun. Yeah, they want to like they want to share that energy. They want to go and have a fun experience with you. And so I feel like for dentists, the more they can show their fun or who they are as a person, yeah. the more those type of patients they they attract. Right, or show up like we were just saying. Like even you, yeah. I felt like I knew you before we hopped on because you did all the, like the micro the video series. Like yeah, so much video on your page immediately I felt like I said your your energy through that and who you were um versus just just the photos so that is huge too just doing like tooth tips or Q&A Thursdays or whatever I did um and speaking of that I did a poll on LinkedIn last week asking like how what's your learning preference like your learning style preference and over so it got like over 7,000 views and I I think last I checked, there was over like 300 responses and 63% are videos. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so Pete, like that just tells you from, from that small segment that like people really, and I think people like to learn on demand. Yeah, exactly. You know, they don't like to be pigeonholed into like attend this webinar at this time. So like, if there's a way to do live, because people do like that, but also that on demand when it fits in their schedule is, is really something that we're needing at this point, I feel like. Yeah. Disruption society. It's very difficult for mm-hmm. people today to get their, their attention, unless it's like good content and you've like got them hooked, you know, jab, yeah. jab, jab, hook Gary V, right. You just got to keep yeah. doing the Gary V. Have <laughs> you ever seen him speak? I have. Yes. Oh, I love, like he just, he brings the energy for sure. I mean, he's, he yeah. can be quite vulgar, so yeah. that's a turnoff for some people, but he is just, but he gives the best like golden nuggets. Oh, like every time you see him speak, you're going to get a little nugget that you're like, yes, that works for me. I'm going to apply it. A billion percent just showing up. I love him is vulgar. Yeah. 
word vulgarity. <laughs> yeah. It does not bother me whatsoever. No, me uh, either. Like I just know for some people, but it's like yeah. if you can, if it, that stuff does bother you, look past it with him because you'll find something that's great. Yes. I do wonder sometimes though, like, uh, you know, for a micro minute about his kids, which we never see, which is interesting again, right? Because they're never on social media and he's like so yeah. everywhere. Um, if he, his mouth is so like, if at home, if it carries over at home, because I know if I have sworn at home, my kids will start repeating me um, because oh, they yeah. get strong and bad. And so I'm wondering if his kids just, you know, are, are if he's the same way and his kids pick it up or like what? Um, I think that you should manifest Gary V being your podcast guest, and then we should ask him. That would be amazing. I do have all those things. Do you know what I lost? Um, I was literally like, cause he would be fire, right? So I would, if I needed that little bit of like, oomph, you know, I'd yeah, yeah. hear his voice and cause I have energy like him. Like I don't need to sleep and he'd be like, how many hours are in a day? You know, kind of things. I was doing Dennis Ray around my practice and. Oh, you're a busy girl. You're, you're a busy bee. I love it. Yeah, so much, but I love it too. Of course, following your passion, right? You, it doesn't yeah. get tired if you aren't loving something. Like just, it gives you energy oh. versus drains you. Correct. Yes, and that's what happened during quarantine as well. Because when my hands were in the mouth and I, I couldn't do that. I was like tied, and I could not do the dentistry. That gave me full permission to completely step into Dennis Ray and be with dentists on Zoom. I had them at my fingertips like, and do all the things. I'm like, how many people, how many lives can we change? How many people can we help? You know, all those things, which was incredible. Such relationships made. And then I had that dream and it was like, boom, 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 quarantine dream. And all of a sudden within months, I was down here, sold my practice and was down here literally within three months. Like, when do you hear even of a dental transition that happens that quickly? Yeah, I was just gonna say that because there's so many of those going on. <laughs> yeah, it's so incredible. Usually you have to do due diligence. And I, because I had created, established a brand and I was a FIFA service practice with hundred percent collection. I had no AR. It oh, was yeah. easy. And, and I found yeah. the right person to literally my twin. I can't wait till you see it. You're going to be like, oh, oh my God, she is my twin at 35 years old. When she walked in the door, I knew thousand yeah. closure that it was time. And she was the one next. And I was to move. Oh. Um, I love that. It was, it was so great. Um, but, but I still love dentistry as much as I did. It's just that this is calling me is a stronger pull. So you can love a lot of things, but you have to, what is going to make you right, right. Light that fire, the great yeah. And when you show up every single day, like give you that energy. Yeah. And like, like when I journal or like ask myself, like also like reflecting on your day and, and really going like, okay, where did I get energy? Like, if you're not sure, right. Like, so for people that are like, I just don't know, I'm not sure. Or I, I don't know where I want to go. Or I don't know if I really like this career path that I've chosen. Like, that's the first step, like journal, like really look, analyze your day and go, where did I feel good? Where did I feel like, eh? and then start to add more of the feel goods in. And next thing you know, your day is bringing you energy the whole time and it doesn't feel like work. Tell us your practice around that. What do you, what does your day look like? Do you? Yeah. So I, um, I wake up, I do words of affirmation, um, practice gratitude. I have a gratitude journal. I do my very best to meditate every day. I go through waves. Sometimes I'm really good and I'm on it. And then sometimes I, I fall off. So it doesn't matter if you get back on meditation helps you. And I'm really big about planning my week. So being someone who wants to be responsive and not drop any balls and make sure everyone's taken care of and feels like that amazing service. I make sure that, you know, cause things priorities fall, right? So you like have your running to-do list. And then on Friday, 
got all these things left. Um, I, I like to close those out and make sure I'm starting like a Monday fresh. Uh-huh. So you're not feeling overwhelmed. Like, oh, I have all of these to do's left, or I didn't get back to that person. And there there's this girl that I've connected with recently through Instagram. Her name's Shasta. She owns a medical billing company. She's amazing. I just did a, a thing with her on clubhouse and we're very similar with that. So she uses that method too. And it's fun to like, see that, oh, okay. There were people that are doing that kind of determines like if you have stuff on your to-do left, are you going to work on the weekend is how she says it. Right. Are you going to yeah. do a little work on the weekend, yeah. which is fine if you love what you do. True. True. But you can go down the rabbit hole. I mean, I, I am one that does that and I could do that. I could work all the time, but when, and I, but when I think I'm being present with the kids, I'm not really. So, I mean, I think being a mom, you really do have to work hard to shut that off or oh yeah hard for me to leave my phone behind like some people will say I'll leave my phone behind but I won't do that because I want to capture those moments so I always have my phone with me so it's like yeah tug um I try so I do like start because I'm the same way like I want to have like the videos or take the picture or something cute happens right so I try um we try to like switch off where I'll have my husband do it and then my phone's away but he knows that that means he's on for taking pictures and then we like switch We've kind of been testing that and that's, that's, I don't know if we'll stick with it, but that's what's working right now. Well, that's good. I know you just keep, like I said, keep evolving, I suppose, yeah. right? As we do through life. Yep. Is there anything specific, anything um, before we kind of close that you want to share? Any words of wisdom um, for all those women out there in dental? Yeah. I mean, believe that you can, like as women, we have to like stick together we have to empower one another. And if you're like sitting there going, I don't know if I can, you can. Yeah. So just try like the, the hardest stuff is that first step. And just like, I always say, find a mentor. Like if you're questioning it and there's something you want to do, there's someone out there that's doing it, go find them. And then mirror what they're doing, connect with them, ask them for help. And, you know, just, just go like have the, I get to attitude versus the, I can't, or, I complaining, you know? Yes. Yes. Like, again, that's why with dental girl gang, it was like positive for me. I'm like, if we can link arms, it's absolutely yeah. me over competition. Like when you can be in a room with women, other women that have been there and done that and get your questions in close proximity, proximity is everything. It's power. You know, I mean, that's like big time goals and vision there for where that's going. Huge. Women just start putting their oxygen masks on first and realizing that that's so important to give themselves that time and freedom to go bigger, um, to create their life resume, if you will, like, you know, their, their dream, design their dream life, their life book, whatever you want to call it, like totally. that's what we're going in on, um, because that work will, you know, it, we know it. I, I love it. Them. I'm like, lean in. <laughs> that's why when I saw dental girl, girl gang, I was like, yeah. She speaks my language. Yeah. For sure. I mean, if I haven't really articulated up to now where we're going this month is the first month we're actually doing our masterminds and like, we're going to do the work. I redid the entire inside to do purpose, like, um, you know, the vision strategy, all of the things like, and then we made templates to actually have women actually write, like, write sure. with pictures. It's so good. It's so good. Um, I love it. But yeah, it's going, it's going to be great. And I'm really excited. So we're getting there. It's just, but featuring the women in dentistry. Yeah. And, and trying to, like I said, there's, there's room for everybody and supporting one another in dentistry itself. Um, 
as you have probably seen working with practices, there are so many solo practitioners that feel very alone and don't know where to go and are just burning their wheels. And, you know, they weren't taught how to be a great leader either. And, you know, it's, it's, it's real and it's hard, but if we can come together, we can make it so much better. Oh yeah. And I think with that, it's like, don't be afraid to be the least intelligent in the room. Like that's actually a really incredible position. Like I'm constantly seeking that out. I'm like, how can I be the least smart person here? Because that means I have huge opportunity to grow and learn. Yes. Masterminds are powerful, powerful, powerful. I don't think that people really realize it took me a long time to, to, you know, to, to get into that, to, to jump in with two feet. Um, and now I'm in some with entrepreneurs and it is my favorite, favorite thing, like think tanks and all of that. Oh yeah. Growth, like growth minded people, which, you know, everyone is like people just, they're like, I'm too tired. Or I don't have time. That's again, limited belief. That's a choice. No excuses. It's a choice. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. And look, like we have, I have moments like that, you know, Everyone has moments, but it's like, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to pull yourself up or are you going to continue watching TV? Like get up, move your body, do something. Yes. Billion percent. Listen to like when I go to the gym in the morning. Podcasts. Yeah. Well, I listened. Yes. Yes. Like Ed Milet and like, I was, I knew you were going to say him. I want, I'm going to manifest that Ed Milet is going to be like my (laughs) mentor in the, like in the near future. I love he is incredible. Like if you're ever feeling like you're off, just throw on an Ed Milet podcast. Oh I always tell people to start with the happiness one. Cause it's 20 minutes. It's before he had guests and stuff on. It was when his early days Yeah. and you'll fall in love with Ed Milet and you'll keep going back for more impact theory. All of them. There are so many good ones. I'm on the stairmaster in the morning. I do my home workout and then I go to the stairmaster just to listen to that. The develop, like the development stuff. I, I literally leave there on fire and I'm like, yeah, Pump, totally pumped up. Yes, 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 yes. You don't need to be even listening to music, let alone Netflix for days. Um, totally. Let, <laughs> let people know where can they find you? Yeah, so people can connect with me on um, social media. They can do LinkedIn or Instagram. My handle on Instagram is at the Hippachick. They can also go to my website, thehippachick.com. Um, LinkedIn, I'm Danielle McKinley. And you know, if I can help you, please reach out to me. Amazing. Well, I love where this went. This was really fun. So this was so fun. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Appreciate you. Can't wait to see you hopefully live in person one of these days. Yes. We'll plan something for sure. Well, we will stay in touch. You have the best day. Thanks so much, everybody.